a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey, welcome back. Chris Kiefer here. Kiefer Tested Podcast. Just got home from the lovely confines of Glen Helen Raceway. And you all have reached the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. Still sweaty. That's right. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, street bikes, with the low prices and unparalleled customer service and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all you guys out there. And gals. That's right. They have cool stuff for women, too. So all you girls listening to this Kiefer Tested Pod, get you some on RockyMountainATVMC.com. And if you guys want to see what I approve and want to buy, go to RockyMountainATVMC.com forward slash Kiefer Tested. I was saying backslash for a long time, but... A great patron told me that I was saying it wrong, and I was, because my head was firmly up my butt. But like I said, guess what? I have my notebook here with notes about the bike that you guys been up my ass for. I would have to venture to say this is probably hmm, the most anticipated, No, yeah, I would say so, yeah, the most anticipated bike of 2018. I would say the Suzuki RMZ450 is pretty close, but I would say I would get more emails and questions about this bike than any other bike out there. Um, so I'm back. Um, today was the intro day for all the media at Glen Helen Raceway. And what better way to put a bike to the test than ride at Glen Helen, right? I mean, God knows that place gets rough, um, choppy, sand, hard pack has a little bit of everything and those for the those for you that don't know and don't live in Southern California if you have a good setting at Glen Helen um, you probably probably um, have a good setting everywhere you go so make the bike work good at Glen Helen and then travel around and have a great setting everywhere else so good place for Yamaha to have it um, for those of you guys that don't know how a intro intro goes down um, we arrived there at 7 a.m. You basically do all the static shots, get everything, you know, done that way when the bike's clean. Do some social media, do some Instagram and live, which I went on uh, Instagram live early in the morning, walked around the bike. You can go to at kkeefer120. It's still up there. I think Instagram holds it for 24 hours or so. Um and then we come back, get dressed up, and we go do a bunch of photos and circle jerk for the cameras and for the video. But what's cool about Yamaha, and I have yet to have another manufacturer do this, is they'll hire um, a couple outside riders. Um, we had Will Hahn and Stephen Tarkowski. 
and Travis Preston burn in lines in the morning to make sure there's at least two to three lines in every corner um, to make sure the track's good. And usually we show up, track's fresh. You got MXA, you got Dirt Bike, you got Dirt Rider, you got Kiefer Inc., you got all these people shredding corners, but they're all blown out. They're all photo corners. And then when you guys go out and test, we go out and test, it usually sucks because it's all cupped out and blown out. So it's cool to see Yamaha take the time to make some lines and do it the right way. And not only that, um, Butler, Preston, um, Mike, and the guys, they were all out there um, on Tuesday, the day before watering. I mean, they watered all day. The track was good, people. Like, Glen Helen is usually not that good. The only time I've seen Glen Helen good is after a rain or um, for the national. So Glen Helen should pay Yamaha to prep their tracks because it was really good. And it got rough. It wasn't just smooth all day. So um, kudos to Yamaha. Philip, good job today. Um, the guys did some uh, lunch, and then they talked more about the bike, kind of what we went over in the reveal. If you can go to keyforinktesting.com, everything in the reveal they went over today um, for lunch. And, uh, yeah, it was a good day. So getting right down to it, guys. Um, you know that I'm a fan of the 2017 YZ450F. Um, it's in my top three bikes to, to grab. And I was really looking forward to this new bike um, when I saw it at the reveal, I don't know, a couple months ago when I, when I was at Yamaha. And so, uh, so yeah, so basically uh, things that I noticed, well, let's start this way. The changes that the 2000, 2018 made, you guys can go to keyforinktesting.com and, and figure it all out, and you guys can read all that. But just a brief overview of what they did. I mean, the frame is different. Um, rigidity balance of the frame is all new. Obviously, uh, new suspension settings. Still has spring fork. Um, a lot of internal changes to the engine. And also the tilt of the engine is more forward. So... Basically, an all-new machine, new plastic, new um, bar mounts, um, new everything. So, getting on the Yamaha, um, hopping on this morning, right away, guys, it feels narrow. Um, first thing I noticed when I when I got on and rolled onto the track is um, the shroud area that a lot of you guys complain about, that thickness from the shroud, a um, lot thinner. Visually and riding-wise, it's uh, thinner. Um, pinching the bike with my feet and my boots um, feels narrower. So right away, I noticed that uh, just just getting on the bike, pulling out of the pits, right on the track, that's the first thing I noticed. So for those of you wondering uh, if it really does feel narrow because, what, I think it's 24 millimeters or something. doesn't sound like a lot, but it really correlates uh, when you're riding it. So... Uh, it does feel narrow. Um, a couple things right away. Um, doing a couple laps, just doing photos. Feels light in the air. And it feels light on tipping and corners. Those are the two standouts of that bike. Um, weight of the motorcycle with the electric start, I think, is around the same weight as the 2017. And I could be wrong, but I think maybe one to two pounds lighter 
if not the same as last year's, which is really cool because they have an electric start. But we'll talk more about the electric start in a little bit. So we're going to talk a little bit about the engine because that's um, that's kind of how I break it down when I get on the track. I kind of feel the engine because when I first get on the track, the track is smooth and can't really judge the suspension right away. So engine feel is very exciting. Um 2017 bike, exciting as well off the bottom, but signed off early. The engine character feeling of this 2018 is really reactive to your hand, to your throttle hand. And second gear is very usable. I changed some mapping today, which I'll go over later. Um, But just the standard map on this 2018 YZ450 is very peppy. Out of corners, get out of the corners real, real crisp. Um... The engine feeling, free feeling, is is actually, it feels more, it feels freer than the 2017 version. The 2017 had a lot of engine braking, and when you lit off the throttle, created a lot of pitching sensation when you, when you lit off. The 2018 feels less. It doesn't have that heavy engine braking feel. It does still have more engine braking than a KTM, um and a Honda. Only reason why I know that is because of those are the bikes I've been riding lately. Um, but less than the current uh, 2017. So rolling out of a corner, really nice crisp throttle response. Second gear roll on, it pulls farther than the 2017 version. And then shifting into third, um, I-, I can't believe how much added pulling power the Yamaha found in third gear. Dude, when you turn, when you shift to third gear on this new bike, you better be holding on because it pulls hard. So I kind of, during the day, I kind of started rolling in third gear more and not shifting into second or downshifting into second. I just kind of like kept it in third just to kind of keep that power lower RPM and chugging along and then creating more of a seamless transition into that gear because coming out of the corners in second yeah and then shifting boom man it it goes quick so when i started to get a little tired and it was hot today and humid for california i just kept that sucker in third so if you guys out there getting this bike you might want to uh try third gear and just roll it and then really feel it that way versus trying to downshift a second now on the flip side of that if you guys like second gear it is wider like i said so those two aspects of the transmission are better than the current uh, model. So um, I thought that was really cool of Yamaha to uh, strengthen the mid-range power. And not to mention top-end over-rev, um, the bike doesn't sign off as as much as the 2017. The 2017 engine character is really um, low-end, chuggy, um, low to mid, rah, rah, rah. you don't really get, you start to rev it, it just falls off. It doesn't like to be revved. The new 2018 will rev farther. So it's more, it's the ease, the ease of riding um, this motor is greater than the 17. So um, really like that aspect of the bike. Uh, I know Yamaha is pitching this connected as one kind of their slogan for this bike um, and what that means is connection from the throttle hand to the rear wheel uh, when you're under load you're rolling the throttle on and you want that rear end traction coming out of corners you don't want to be stepping out or breaking loose 
And I would have to say they did improve on that. I don't think it's a drastic change. I do feel like I have a little bit more connection to the rear wheel with my throttle, but only after I changed a couple maps. I tried a smoother map, and that helped more connection. Um, I will put some maps that I tried up on keyforinktesting.com when I do the written portion of this test, which will probably be a day or two, so give me a give me a day. I'm only one man. i got to write some stuff for Steve, too. So um, I'm only one person, people. So just relax. I'll get to it. But like I said, smoother map helps that connection, makes it a little bit easier to ride. Um, but when we do talk about connection, it also talks about you know a smooth motor. And usually when you relate a smooth motor, you think slow. Well, this bike by no means is slow. It's, you know, the 2017 YZ450F had a lot of power. This has increased power, and it does feel slightly more connected to the rear wheel. So I would say Yamaha hit a home run with their engine. The engine is easier to ride, has more power, and third gear is insane, like so fast. Um, going up to Talladega, Glen Helen, for those of you guys that know Glen Helen, um, I shifted to fourth um, just to see, and it pulls fourth, but um, and I thought I needed that, but as the day grew longer and the track um, hardened up a little bit, I just kept it in third, and that third gear pulled me from Talladega all the way around to the backside. So I would say easily 60% of the track I can run in third gear. Only time I had a downshift in second gear were some tight corners near the grandstands, but um, third gear is very wide. As you guys know that follow my testing, I'm a huge advocate of third gear on a 450. If you guys could get that gear and keep it in the me of the power, um, you guys out there are working less, going faster, don't have to downshift. Um, to me, I love third gear, and if uh, the motor allows it, that's what I'm running around the whole track if I can. So... Very impressive motor, guys. Better than the current bike. Um, just for those of you guys that always ask me comparing, this isn't a shootout. This is about the Yamaha, but um, versus, let's say, a Honda and a KTM, the Yamaha is in between those. It's it's peppier off the bottom than a KTM, and maybe not as much as a Honda 450. It's right in between. So uh, low-end feeling is uh, right in the middle between those two bikes. Um so moving on to chassis. Uh, for chassis feeling, guys, I'm kind of hesitating, you know, because I was really puzzled for a little bit in the morning. The chassis doesn't feel anything like the 2017 uh, machine. The chassis feels um, slightly stiffer, and I will dare to say a little bit more rigid. And don't freak out when I say rigid. It's not like 2009 Honda rigid, so um, just pump the brakes on that. But you do feel some negative with the rigidity of the frame. For example, and let me say this too, you you also get some positive out of that rigidity balance that they're claiming that they did with the frame. You also get some positive. So first the negative for me. As the day grew on, bumps got bigger. Um, I felt the chassis was always a little light on the ground. And let me explain this. 
on gas, on the throttle, going up Talladega. I'm accelerating, and this just the front area of the bike, the head tube, all in that area, I just feel that front of the bike just dancing around a little bit, which was unlike a Yamaha last year. So that's a new character of this 2018. I just feel a little bit of a wiggle in the front end to uh, just right acceleration, and uh, I just feel like the front end wasn't planted as well as the 2017. To combat that, which leads me into some suspension I'll cross over here, I slowed the fork down and I stiffened it up. Um, this helped this sensation. So, But you will feel a little bit of a stiffer feeling on bumps, um, on decel. Um, it's not huge and it's not you know uncomfortable, but it just feels different from a from previous generation Yamahas. Also, another little negative was right when you're coming into diesel bumps from on gas to off, that split second you turn the throttle off, I get a little front end wiggle. Always yak, yak, yak. And you guys can't see what I'm doing over here because I'm making a <laughs> I'm making a sound and a hand gesture. But for those of you guys that know, you're rolling on the throttle, you go to get off and try to brake just the front end has a little bit of a deflection feeling and not like a very planted front end feel. The whole bike as a as a whole, as chassis, feels lighter. The 17 just feels like a boat, right? But with that, what comes with heavy feel is a planted feel. So people freak out on it's heavy. Yeah, but it's planted. So this bike, um, even though the, the pounds is about the same, the weight, sorry, not talking British here. Um, even though the weight is the same, um, the feeling of the chassis is a light feeling. Like tire front tire um, contact patch is not as high as 2017. 2017, I felt like the front wheel was um, contacting the ground very well on acceleration. And um, with this 2018, it's a little bit of a lighter feel. Same thing with diesel. Once you chop off, you get a little wiggle, then it settles. It's just for like a split second, you get a little front end wiggle, and then it settles. So um, that's something for you guys that are Yamaha owners or have to get used to. Um, how I explained it to one of the guys at the Yamaha uh, intro today was almost Honda-ish chassis feeling coming into a corner. Honda has a little wiggle as well when you come enter in the corner, and Yamaha has that a little bit. Um, bump absorption is a little less than uh, than last year on diesel bump, but not uncomfortable. Like I said, it's not a rigid feeling. It's just a little bit stiffer. So here comes the positives to that. All of you complain about the Yamaha doesn't corner. It's a pig. It pushes. All the shit that I hear. I agree with that somewhat in 2017. The 2018, once you're in the corner, um, it's planted. And let's take a step back. Tip in into the corner is much lighter than 2017. And for those of you that don't know what tipping is, it's that first initial lean getting into a berm or a rut, which is very important, right? I mean, you that predicts your whole corner. If you have a heavy feel, you're going to possibly stand the bike up mid-corner, then you have to put on the brakes, then you lose time, right? So Yamaha, once you're laid into a corner... It lays in so much better than the 17, and it sticks, which kind of 
freaked me out a little bit because I didn't have a very good contact patch feeling on acceleration on the front tire. But once I was in the pocket of the berm or the rut, it's very nimble and light, and I had good front-end feel. So um, that's the positive of this uh, slightly um, more rigid chassis is it corners better. Um, they are using 22-millimeter offset this year, not 25, um, because also, you know, like I said, the frame has changed. So tip-in corner is great. Mid-corner, I don't get the push as bad um, as 17, so that's a great feature. And then as I leave the corner, it, it sticks really nice, right? So I'm getting out of the corner, and I'm leaning, and I'm going to stand it up, and it's it's an easy transition to start getting your weight back to accelerate out of out of the corner. So um, that's a positive about the chassis. So you're getting better cornering. You guys asked for it, right? Yamaha delivered. So you might hurt a little bit of straight line stability a little bit, but overall cornering ability went up. And like I said, not the push that you got last year. The weight feeling is down. So positive, all positives in the chassis, the chassis area through corners. Um, really, guys, like that chassis compared to 2017, it just just doesn't feel like when I'm riding the bike, it feels like Yamaha, but just the reaction of that chassis, man, it just, it took me a little while to get used to because I wasn't expecting that, you know? So um, for those of you guys getting that bike, you'll notice it, you know, fairly quickly. And then you'll notice after that, like, hey, wow, this thing really lays in the corner nice. So um, moving on to the suspension. So this kind of ties in with the chassis components here. So to get all that front-end feel, you know, to settle down for me, I wanted to, to slow the whole bike down. I just felt like I was moving, like the fork and the shock were moving too much for me. I'm 170 pounds. Yamaha recommends a sag of 100 to 102. I was at 101. Um, the fork height is flush stock. I didn't mess with that at all today um, because at the beginning of the morning, the track was really deep, and I got some pitching sensation just because uh, the track was so grabby and 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 deep and tacky, which is rare for Glen Helen. I was just like, holy shit. Like, I didn't believe I was actually getting some pitching sensation. Um, so... Um, as the day got, you know, longer, um, the track hardened up. Um, I had Alex Ray with me, and yes, he is Kiefer Inc. He's blooded in, no matter what, Kiefer Inc. Not to get off topic, but if you see Alex around a vital guy, you smack him in the face. That's right. And if he goes, who the hell are you? Say, Kiefer told me to smack you in the face if you hang out with a vital guy. So, he's blooded in, people. He's Kiefer Inc. So, anyway, getting off subject here. <laughs> He, uh, he wanted to go stiffer. I wanted to go stiffer. So we went up uh, stiffer two clicks on the fork. So if you guys are having a little moving sensation and get rid of some of that wiggle coming into corners, stiffen your compression up two, slow your rebound down one. That helps. That helps keep that front end from moving too much in the stroke. Um, and that will help you guys settle that front end down on D-cell coming into a corner. I also went one-eighth stiffer on high speed on the shock. One-eighth is a big difference, so don't do a half, don't do a quarter. Try one-eighth increments, and that kept um, 
from getting too low up jump faces and just kind of kept it up a little bit, a little bit in the stroke and the shock. So um, the ride attitude of the bike around the track was a little bit better. You will, however, when you go a little bit stiffer on your high speed on this, you will notice acceleration traction out of deep choppy ruts will be a little bit less, will be a little bit harsher. So um, you guys will have to figure out what's more important to you, you know, traction out of a corner or ride attitude balance of the bike up jump faces and landing. So I chose to keep the ride attitude even and keep that um, ass end up of, you know, ass end of the bike up when I uh, landed and off jumps and up jump faces. I slowed the shock rebound down one, two, and that helped settle everything down the rear. Um, I didn't get any stink bug feeling from this Yamaha. That's another thing that's different about this bike. Um, last year, people were complaining about, hey, um, my ass in feels high when I come into corners, like I'm getting bucked on D-cell. Um, 2018 bike doesn't feel that way. Um, it stays flat in the rear. Um, like I said, right attitude, once you get the high-speed balance that, that you want, is better. Um, so I feel like this, with this chassis and this suspension setting that Yamaha came up, they have a wider range that you can move around on without give, having the bike get too finicky. Um, the 2017 was comfortable. Um, suspension was great, but... Um, if you went out of the realm of clickers, it really drastically changed the bike, and I felt like the the range wasn't as wide as this 2018. So I played around with the suspension a little bit at Glen Helen, and um, the two clicks made a difference, but for the better. If I went two clicks uh, harder on the 17, I would have got a harsh feel. So um, I feel like KYB and Yamaha did a good job of giving all of us out there a wider range of adjustments. Um, it has a spring fork. Of course, you know I love that. Um, so th- usually stock suspension is a you know set up for a 180-pound guy. I know Travis is 195 pounds, and Steve Butler is 140 pounds probably. And um, Travis mentioned this in the, in the meeting was, you know, they both have a comfortable feeling when they both hop on the bike. They can check the sag, do the sag, and then both get a comfortable feeling on the track. And uh, I'll have to agree with him on that, you know, because uh, me and Alex were 20 pounds difference, and we both found a setting that was pretty good. So um, suspension is still a high point on this 18. Um, still good comfort on on D-cell bumps. Doesn't have an ass-end high feel, so you guys don't have to cut your subframes and do all that shit, but keep your sag at anywhere between 100 and 102. Um, it's unlike other bikes out there. Um, you know, 2017, 2018 bikes that are most likely 105 to 108. So 100 to 102, suspension uh, worked well. Yamaha is known for the for suspension having, you know, moving a lot in the stroke but having comfort. Like I said, same thing with the 2018. That feeling's the same. It moves a lot. Um, so I tried to slow it down, keep it balanced, and it works better. Um Yamaha Power Tuner app was very cool. I downloaded it and on my phone. And for those of you guys talking about hacking, you know, someone can hack into my my bike and change my mapping. They can't because it's like a Wi-Fi password. They have to know your password, um, and then they have to also know the, the serial number on your bike to get in. So unless you're retarded and 
just giving out all your information to everybody. No one's going to hack in your stuff. So very easy to use. Travis gave me a map um, to try. I'm going to tie this into the engine feel. So in the in the morning, I had a stock, you know, mapping. Um, very aggressive, um, but I wanted a little bit of a broader feel. And he was like, oh, I have a map that hits harder. And I'm like, I don't want it to hit harder. Maybe I want it to be smoother after I tried the smoother map and I liked it. He's like, he's like, well, try this. So this map that Travis gave me, which I will put up on keyforinktesting.com, um, hits harder, but gives more bottom to mid range. But it allowed me to leave it in third gear, the magic third gear, right? So it gave it enough meat so I can leave that third gear around the whole track like I was mentioning earlier but that's the reason why because this map gave it a little bit more beef right that word beef <laughs> it's a good word and I'm going to use it right now so um, gave it some more beef out of the corner I could run third gear and it was easier for me to ride I thought it would be the opposite but I was wrong and it was easier so um, again the power tuner is very cool um, you open it up. You can you attach it. You know Wi-Fi signal, um, and you can change your your mapping all right there. And they have three preset maps already there on the Yamaha Power Tuner app, but you can change your own. And they also have like a little log, so you can log your track conditions if the track was soft or hard, temperature. You can put all that in there and have your map. So if you ever go back to the track, and it's different. You know, you know. Hey, I need to try a different setting. This setting was better when it when Glen Helen was soft, and it was mulchy and good, which is rare. So um, you come back. You have a hard pack. You, you you have your map. You download all this information, and then you upload it. I shouldn't say download. You put your information in. Um, very easy to do with an arrow. You can plus or minus. You know, one, two, three, um, and it richens it, I think, I'm pretty sure 2% per each number. Uh, you can really dial it in, and you can get a really low RPM setting and then uh, work your way up all the way uh, um, to however how far it revs. And you can even change the TPS. Um, it's just very usable. I'll only play with it you know, maybe a few times a day, but I'm going to play with it more. And when we do a living with the 2018 YZ450F, I will uh, talk about that more. But um, also cool, another feature about this app is once you have your map and you you save it, you can text it to your buddy so they can try that map in theirs. So let's say, oh, hey, my buddy lives in Illinois and I'm in California. Hey, bro, man, I tried this map. It's sick. Oh, hey, cool. Send it to me. Well, they can text it to you and you can open it and then save it to your Yamaha Power Tuner app. And then you can try it yourself. And then you can tell me it's full of shit and yours is better. And you guys can argue about that for a while. So uh, very cool what Yamaha's doing. I think uh, more manufacturers are going to catch on to that and they're going to start using that thing. So um, electric start, very cool. Um, I did have a couple times where um, it was it turned over for maybe two or three seconds and then it started. It's not a very quick starting machine. Sometimes it did. Um, I would say 60% of the time it, it took a little while to start. So I don't know if that was just mine or just some fluke thing or, or what the deal was. But um, it's still, nonetheless, it's cool to have electric start. And I know I saw tons of guys out there today that were in the media that 
<laughs> I was I was watching them, and they go to reach down and pull the Kickstarter out, but there was nothing there. I saw about four guys do that today, and I got a kick out of it. So, um, Electric Start Life is real, and it's good, and it's real good. So, I like it, especially if you don't feel the weight on the track, and uh, this bike feels lighter than last year. So, win-win there. Um, negative for me was the seat. Uh, they said they lowered the seat a little bit, the seat height. Well, just viewing the seat, it looks really thin and, and narrow. Um, when I'm accelerating out of cor- corners and really getting into ruts hard, I hit the seat base on the side when my ass cheek is on the side of the seat. There's something hard there. So it's the seat base or the fuel tank is kind of back there by the seat, the middle of the seat. I'm hitting that part of the seat. And you guys might notice that when you get yours, but... If you hit the corner hard and you accelerate, um, you'll feel the foam blow through, and then your your ass bone hits the base of the seat and side of the gas tank. So that was kind of annoying after a while. I think I'm going to try a firmer foam. Um, obviously, Guts, I think, has those those really lightweight foams, so I might try that. Um, but I think Yamaha needs to work on that portion of the bike because, uh, man, my my ass cheeks hurt a little bit today, and usually that's that's not a case because I ride a lot. So, but I'm hitting that base, and uh, hopefully uh, maybe Yamaha can fill that dip in a little bit and make that seat a little bit flatter. So, um, basically, that was like the only thing I could point out that was like I didn't like. Everything else was um, was pretty damn good, and I'm having a lot of fun on that thing today. I, I rode until 3 p.m., and that's when uh, they shut everything down and they were going home. So. Um, full day of riding. I'm going to get more time on this thing. Um, obviously, um, I'm going to write some more stuff on keyforinktesting.com. But for me, uh, if we're talking, um, we're going at, let's go to the testing terms, right? Like I discussed in how to test. If 2017 Yamaha is baseline three, three number, I would say the 2018 Yamaha is a 3.5 minus. So, um, noticeable difference, um, positive changes, a couple minor negatives, you know, with the chassis as far as uh, straight line stability. Um, but for me, cornering is very important, and this bike corners better. And it doesn't have such a bad rigidity balance that I'm like skipping, hopping, deflecting off square edge. Or it just feels like I'm riding on a piece of concrete. It doesn't feel that way. Um, the suspension's good. It might be a little bit soft. I could use a little bit of, you know, maybe a stiffer setting. But overall, still comfort is high. Cornering is better. To me, the bike looks bitching. I like the blue rims. Um, I need to find out who's building those rims, if it's DID or Excel. I need to ask that, and I'll find that out, and I'll put that up on keyfrinktesting.com. Um but overall, man, that thing is fun to ride. I think for those of you wondering if it's uh, going to be better than your current 2017 or 16, yes, it is. So uh, don't worry about that. I'm going to do a shootout here soon. I'm going to have to go to Loretta's first. And when I get back from Loretta's, guys, I will work on the shootout. And most likely the 450 shootout will be first before 250 shootout. Um I know I get a lot of questions. Oh, what's better, the Yamaha or this? Or should I buy an 18 Honda or a Yamaha? It's close, man. Just just for me, riding you know an 18 not too long ago, the Honda, and then riding this, it's dude. I'm telling you, it's going to be super 
super close. Um, the Honda engine and the Yamaha engine are very similar in ways, but maybe the Yamaha comes on a little bit smoother and uh, has a bigger mid-range pull than the Honda. So um, chassis-wise, it's close too. There's some negatives on the Honda and there's some negatives on the Yamaha. So um, I can't speculate right now, but I just know that Yamaha did a great job um, getting a bike that's out there that people wanted. People wanted the Yamaha to corner. It's improved in the cornering um, category. Is it as good as a Honda in the cornering category? Probably not, but it's super damn close. Before, it was very far away from a Honda for cornering, and now it's pretty damn close. So we're going to pick apart these sons of bitches on a future 450 shootout podcast that I will do. Um, hopefully you guys like these things. I enjoy doing them. Like I said, I pay less attention to my family, and I do this stuff. So hopefully you guys like them. The wife doesn't mind. I just feel bad sometimes because I'm in here recording. But uh, I love dirt bikes, guys. I love riding. I love giving you guys information. I love helping you. Um, I love all the emails that I'm getting that saying, hey, thanks a lot for uh, guiding me in the right direction. This is why I do it. I love helping you guys and letting you guys have fun and giving you the right um, choice for you. So um, I appreciate all the feedback. Thank you for the support. Don't forget to go to keferinktesting.com. Buy some shirts. I have shirts still. For those of you guys wanting stickers and hats, I have stickers. Buy a shirt. Throw some sticker packs for you guys. I only got a few hats. I'm not selling hats yet, but I will. Um, But once again, man, Kudos to Yamaha. Thanks for a great time. Um, They did the track great. Once again, Yamaha does it right when it comes to intros. Always a good time. And good job, Travis. Good job, Travis. I didn't give props to Travis. I kind of wanted to to be a little bit shitty sometimes, so I'd give Travis some crap. But, you know, the bike turned out good. So, man, can't give him too much shit. So, um, So, yeah. Anyway, hopefully this guy's, uh, gives you guys a direction on this bike and look for the test on keyfreaktesting.com. Uh, you follow me on Instagram and at kkeefer120. And you can go to pulpmx.com. I'm going to write, um, a column right now for Mathis. Um, 10 things about the 2018 Yamaha YZ450F. So be on the lookout for that. And I'm going Loretta's. I'm out. I'm leaving sound, uh, Sunday. Yep, I'm leaving Sunday. So I might be MIA for a week, but bear with me. I might do a podcast when I'm at Loretta's, but um, if not, I'll hit you guys back. I'll hit you guys up when I get back. And thanks again for listening. And the 2018 Yamaha YZ450 is real. It's real, people. It's real good. All right. See y'all.